0: Hello, everyone. My name is Doctor Julio Gonzalez. It's May twenty third, two thousand nineteen, and welcome to the Federalist Pages number one hundred thirty seven. Where today, amazingly enough, we have someone who's actually willing to be on a podcast with me, and that brave soul is Mister Rod Thompson.
1: Hey, Julio, how you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us on the show, and i I hope that um I hope this will be a, a recurring. Thing for you and I to have the, a podcast here where we both converse and talk about the issues.
1: Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be here with you.
0: Well, today's, yeah, you may not be thrilled after you hear the, the issue <laughs> of the day because the issue of the day, of course, has to do with Nancy Pelosi, who uh, yeah. always tends to raise my ire here. And uh, today we're filming, we're, we're recording here on what is it, Wednesday night? Um, today, Nancy Pelosi had a meeting with the Democratic caucus. And apparently the meeting had to do with what to do about Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump. It seems to be a recurring theme with the uh, Democrat caucus is what to do about Donald Trump <clears throat> since we couldn't defeat him and we couldn't get him on obstruction or collusion. Now, what are we going to do? And of course, the left side of the of the spectrum wants an impeachment And after the meeting, Nancy Pelosi came out and said the following. Listen to this, Rod. Uh,
1: It was a very positive meeting, a a respectful sharing of ideas, and I think a very impressive presentation by our chairs. Uh, We do believe that it's important to follow the facts. Uh, We believe that no one is above the law, including the president of the United States. And we believe that the president of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. Whoopsies. Oh, there we go. There's the third one.
0: Whoopsies. So, okay, so we'll get a little bit about into the rest of the story here in a minute. But um, what do you think? What do you think about the Speaker of the House saying that the president of the United States is engaged in no longer collusion or obstruction, but in, in a cover-up?
1: Nothing. Absolutely nothing surprises me out of a Democrat's mouth anymore. Uh, since November 2016, we have totally gone down the rabbit hole and uh, am not coming back, apparently. Look, it's almost like, Julio, it's almost like the Mueller report never happened. It's like, well, they're still talking about investigating him for um, for his ties to Russia, quote. Who, they're looking who, at who, uh, um, other committees are looking at investigating him for investigating, obstruction of justice. Investigating um, Donald Trump. Correct. The president of the United States and looking for, um, you know, obstruction of justice, which Mueller did basically exonerate him of the um, Russian collusion. And he didn't charge him, which was his only task. He did not charge him with obstruction of justice. The fact that he didn't exonerate him is not part of a prosecutor's um, purview anyway. And then so thirdly, now, since they absolutely are unwilling to accept still to this day, the results of November 2016. So we're gonna look for something else. Now it's a cover-up. Well, I have a question for the speaker. Is Robert Mueller part of the cover-up? Is his 448 pages part of the cover-up? Because uh, you kind of have to wonder exactly who's doing the cover-up. For one thing, Donald Trump, we know the president. We know his personality. He does not keep secrets well. No, he doesn't. He just speaks his mind, right? So it is hard to believe that he could actually um, be involved in a deep cover-up. And there's nothing to cover up. He's already been essentially cleared on the two issues that Mueller was going for. So if there's a cover-up, who's doing it?
0: Well, I'm going to accept everything that you said because there's a lot more discussion to be had about it. But let's put that on hold for a second because— the rest of the story is that this conversation that she had with the press, speaking now about Nancy Pelosi, this conversation that she had with the press took place about an hour and a half prior to her <laughs> to her having to meet with the President of the United States. The subject...
1: The she's sub- generally more savvy than that.
0: Yeah, well, the subject of her commentary, Mr. President of the United States, and she's supposed to meet with him because she and Schumer are supposed to work with the President... To build infrastructure, which the president actually said, that's what I'm really good at. And of course, he is. That's what he does. But the president was apparently having lunch. And uh, later on, he he says that he was essentially having lunch when he sees her make this comment. And he goes into the into the meeting that he was supposed to be having with Schumer and Pelosi. And they spend, oh, a total of three minutes. And he walks out. And essentially what he tells them is, is that, you know, listen, we can't work as long as you're investigating me. So hold hold your socks here for a second while I play you a little bit of what it sounds like when the president explains to the press immediately after kind of pseudo-meeting with Pelosi and Schumer, uh, what what transpired in the White House. The economy with jobs, with the most imp- most people employed today that we've ever had in the history of our country— We have the best unemployment numbers that we've had in the history of our country. In some cases, 51 years, but generally in the history of our country. Companies are moving back in. Things are going well. And I said, let's have the meeting on infrastructure. We'll get that done easily. That's one of the easy ones. And instead of walking in happily into a meeting, I walk in to look at people that had just said that I was doing a cover-up. I don't do cover-ups. Yikes. Yikes, yeah. Rod. Now, listen, one more point before we really take off and discuss this, uh, and that is the the response for the press. And I, I just, you know, Googled here, um, you know, Trump-Pelosi meeting, and here's the, here's the headlines, Rod. The headlines are, Trump walks out on Pelosi and Schumer after three minutes. Trump demands end to Russia probes. Walks out <laughs> on Democrat meeting. That's the uh, Chicago Tribune. Trump, right. what's uh, NPR? Trump walks out of meeting with congressional Democrats. Uh, political Wire: Trump walks out of meeting with Pelosi. Uh, news: Okay, Trump demands end to Russian probe. Walks out on Democratic meeting, and it goes on and on and on. Nowhere did it say Pelosi was so unconscionably rude with a uh, co-equal partner in a negotiation that she blew up the the meeting with the president. Uh, it, obviously, we talked a lot about media bias. This is just one other example of it.
1: I mean, it, it, she's totally the one that triggered it. Now, naturally, it's the media is going to focus everything on Trump because they're, they are part of the Democratic operation today. They're no longer just fellow travelers. Like, they used to be just—they were sympathetic with the Democrats because they had the same worldview. Now, there's actually—if you want to talk collusion, there actually is collusion. We know that. We know with all of the leaks that have gone on, we know the coordination that's gone on in the, for lack of a better term, deep state with the media um, or at least members of the media, if not all of the media, members of the media. And so this is what you end up with. You end up with a media that is essentially running the PR campaign for the Democrats. And it's why you end up with um, coverage that is wildly out of balance. What was it, 93 percent or something negative coverage of uh, President Trump? Uh, and, uh, and while Obama had a scandal free administration, I mean, it's all upside down because the media are liars in mass, not all of them individually, but in mass, the mainstream media cannot be trusted to tell you the truth. What you just laid out, Julio, is the, is the picture perfect case for that. Clearly the cause there was a cause and a reaction, and all they're covering is the cause. It's like going to an earthquake site and re- and reporting about all this rubble everywhere and these dead people, and never mentioning, oh, there was an earthquake that caused all the buildings to fall down and kill people. It's well, just it's terrible reporting, but there's a reason behind it, and that's let because they're Let me they're switch. Democrats.
0: Let me switch the conversation a little bit different direction because I, you know, there's a lot of stuff to cover here about the events that transpired. And uh, we'll probably cover a few more topics before the end of today's podcast, one of which, of course, is the never-ending theme of media bias and just this absolute vitriolic hatred that they have towards Donald Trump because he had the audacity to to defeat the queen of the left, uh, Miss Hillary Clinton. But, but I think there's another element about the events that transpired today, and that is my case of the pre-senility. <laughs> That, that's taking place with, uh, um, with with Nancy Pelosi I I um, you know we we see her stammering her words we see her uh, sometimes being not sent nonsensical stuttering her judgment is is was always you know up to question but now it's really terribly poor and I I just can't th- imagine that somebody who had been a little bit more savvy, maybe a little bit more with it, somebody like that would have would have come out and raised the bar on the accusations and the vitriol an hour and a half prior to the meeting with the most important op- opposing uh, party it, to to her to her stated aim of building uh, the infrastructure or improving the infrastructure of the United States and that is Donald Trump and insulting him to the highest level by calling him a cover-upper which by the way brings to mind the nixon administration and everything that went down there where there truly was a cover-up uh but it just it just seems that it's such a poor choice of words that it, it makes me question where whether she's well, she's definitely not at her at the top of her game anymore but whether she's really at the point where the democrats really want her to be their their
1: voice well i was a little bit surprised she didn't get more pushback i've said for a long time that that Nancy Pelosi is actually a very savvy political operator in Washington. I think she's smart in the ways of politics in Washington. Obamacare would never have gotten through, would never gotten past if it weren't for Pelosi's ability to handle a fractious house at that point. I mean, there were a lot of Democrats not on board with that and she got, um, she got them on board. Um, She does a lot of things and she keeps being reelected speaker despite having challenges along the way. Clearly, She knows how to work um, politics in Washington, D.C. But this, I mean, you're right. There's been all of the questionable comments and her stumbling and bumbling. Um, And she is an elderly woman, despite all of the facelifts and all. But this, this is a major strategic error on her part. If she wanted to tank the infrastructure bill, this would make sense. But clearly, that's not the case. That's not what Schumer wanted. That's not what Trump wants. This is like the only topic where actually you could have agreement and get something done, where both sides could go forward and claim that they were able to have an accomplishment and get something done for the people and whatnot, and they both want that. I think this was just a gigantic mistake on her part. So the the counter to that is, well,
0: maybe it wasn't a mistake. Maybe um, the princess of savviness actually went out and purposefully tried to Fire up her base and fire up the vitriol because, in point of fact, Rod, I don't think the Democrats want to accomplish anything. I think the Democrats don't want to give President Trump a win on anything, even if it's a shared, if it's a shared agenda like infrastructure. I think the Democrats would much rather go back to the uh, back to the voting booths without a win for themselves, so long as Donald Trump doesn't have a win either in the meantime, doing everything they can to denigrate him and then let the fireworks take place uh, during Trump's re-election campaign.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, it's conceivable that she wanted to do it on purpose. Like I mentioned, it could be done to to tank it. I I would have to be convinced that it was on purpose. I understand what you're saying there. Um, If so, it would be pretty shrewd because— You know, Trump likes the drama of walking out of the meeting, which is why he didn't cancel it. He wanted them to come in so he could walk out on them. Um, But of course, the media um, flips that a whole different way. So there's a there's a point made made probably and that he's also playing to his most um, ardent supporters in being tough and walking out of the meeting with them because of the path they're pursuing, which, by the way, I don't think is going to be popular with the American people, and I don't think it's going to flow well with the electorate.
0: What, what, what specifically is not going to flow well with the electorate? Uh,
1: continuing to investigate the president, to, oh, okay. uh, the um, the cover-up charge. I don't think it will. The, the impeachment, the I word as he calls it, um, on the table. There's more and more pressure for that. I think impeachment, um, an impeachment effort against him would be one of the best things that could happen to his re-election so, efforts.
0: So let's talk about the, the president's response, because that's the other thing, of course, that everybody's analyzing. And, and it's subject to analysis from the left, so he's getting hammered. But the rest of the story is, look, I, I saw the events that transpired. I I spoke with my research assistant uh, earlier today, and <laughs> we reviewed the case at hand, and her opinion was like mine. Uh, yeah, he's going to do that, because it, you can't, you can't, in any way, believe honestly believe that you can have a, an honest, good faith negotiation with someone who is who is essentially accusing you of having broken some of the most some of those most sacred laws of the land, which include you know covering up uh, events taking place within the the executive and trying to obstruct the 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 rule of law in the United States as president of the United States. I, I don't see how you can actually sit with that person an hour and a half after lodging the accusation for the first time and actually have a good faith discussion. I, I'll say this, the only thing that's, that's subject to debate in my mind whether is whether you just call them up and cancel a meeting or whether you bring them over and you walk in and you tell them you guys are a bunch of screwballs And then cancel the rest of the meeting. I would have chosen the latter. It makes for greater theater. But either way, I think the response, the actual response of saying, look, I can't work with you guys under these conditions. Call me when you're ready to work in good faith was actually a very appropriate one.
1: No, I I totally agree. I mean, he had no other choice. I mean, uh, another phraseology for somebody who is covering something up is somebody who is not telling the truth the word for which would be a liar so you can't go into negotiations with somebody who's just called you an untrustworthy liar you know i mean you just can't do that that doesn't make any sense at all nobody would negotiate with those people i mean trump actually didn't have much choice there it's just a matter of how he wanted to do it again um I, so i agree with you in the research department that of course he, he he there's no way he could um negotiate with them which actually as you when you put it that way maybe it does seem possible they were doing it on purpose. I think that that's all a strategic mistake on their their part. I think that the Democrats, in, ad, in addition, Julio, to their radicalness, I think that the Democrats' um, issues with being forced by their base to continue to investigate Trump, investigate Trump, and try to impeach him is going to backfire with the American people, who are generally happy with the direction of the country. And who, by the way, are giving Tr- President Trump his highest approval ratings ever, and not just in Rasmussen. In, in the Zogby poll, he was over 50%. So I don't think that this is a, a good route for them. I think she's being forced into it by her radical base. I think she is being
0: forced into it by her radical base. I think this was the, the only reason why I would believe that she engaged in that kind of vitriolic discussion uh, without without um, uh, without that type of vitriolic discussion without being able to blame it on her on some sort of problem with her mental status is that uh, is that bottom line is that she is trying to toe that line where she fires up the, the radical left while at the same time um, trying to make some sort of concerted effort in front of the general public. And it's a really difficult uh, line to toe
1: right right i think that i'm not sure that nancy pelosi is in charge of her caucus really i mean she is the speaker um but she's got i mean she's got real radicals out there of course there's the big three the fresh face caucus uh you know with aoc and omar and uh talib um but there's a lot more than that including pretty much the entire presidential field is out there calling for impeachment and extremely radical ideas. It really does, I mean, I'm never gonna feel sorry for Nancy Pelosi, but it does make her job difficult, although just like almost any um, speaker's job is difficult. It's a big house of representatives. Paul Ryan had problems with it. John Boehner had problems with it. I mean, it is not easy to be the speaker of the house But she's in a particularly difficult environment with it. So it's possible that she's not the one actually steering the ship. There might be a number of co-pilots all around pushing it in different directions. So, Rod,
0: a couple of minutes left. Yeah, I agree with you, that, as you said earlier, that the media is essentially the greatest political action committee for the left. Um, Did you hear—I didn't hear anybody come in, uh, and I haven't checked out uh, One America News and I haven't checked out Fox— but as of this moment, I haven't seen anybody come out as a as a newswork network in their reporting. And I'm not talking about the pundits. There are pundits with all sorts of different opinions. I'm talking about uh, the actual reporting of of the events. I still haven't seen any organization come out and call it what you and I seem to be perceiving it to be, which is a blow-up uh, caused by the, man, the vitriolic and disrespectful actions of, of one Nancy Pelosi. Haven't seen that at all. Have you?
1: No, I haven't seen it. Everything, as you were, when you were reading the headlines before, that's all the headlines I've seen. In fact, that's all the stuff that Drudge has up too. Um, called Drudge is increasingly totally unreliable as far as I'm concerned. Right. Well, I, I did mean, go I to... mean, they use Mediaite. They link the Mediaite. I mean, why don't you just link to the Democrat underground for Pete's sake? Well, I did, I did,
0: uh, you know, hear Fox uh, for about 20 minutes on my drive over to Englewood Community Hospital, Here from venice and i i did stumble upon a a um a discussion and the discussion you know i think pretty much the 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 opinions of the various pundits were on the one hand he blew up the meeting walked out he's acting like a baby which is of course what the democrats want to point him uh point him as behaving like and on the other hand uh there's the other opinion That, uh, you know, that this was brought on by Nancy Pelosi and it's really difficult for him to be in good faith. The other thing that I did hear a lot about, Rod, as a final comment about what I observed uh, from the press coverage, the limited view of the press coverage that I've seen so far, is uh, is the comment about the Democrats not wanting to give to give Trump a win in any way, even if the Democrats win along with him. And I think that's probably the take home point of these events.
1: Well, maybe it is who they'll because it, it does seem like that they are unwilling to work with him in any what well, they're unwilling to consider him a legitimate president. Let's say that's just the bottom line. Right. Um, because because Mueller didn't find anything whatsoever, then that's a proof of a cover up. I mean, and that's just like child. It's so elementary schoolish way of doing it. Um, but the, the bottom line is, is that I don't think that they're willing to work with him. Look, if he came out for um, with the cure to cancer, they would be opposed to it if it was Donald Trump's idea. So maybe that's entirely right. And you've almost convinced me on the whole... infrastructure bill and the infrastructure meeting that it was designed to blow it up so that and then that he would be blamed for it because they know that the media will never hold them accountable for it.
0: Well, I can tell you one thing that's even more certain. That is that you and I are going to have a lot more opportunities to discuss (laughs) this further in the future. This story is one that will not go away. I thank you all for listening to our podcast today, The Federalist Pages. Make sure you listen. You come visit us at thefederalistpages.com and visit my very good friend, Mr. Rod Thompson, who's been like burning up the keyboard uh, (laughs) over at TheRevolutionaryAct.com for some great conservative thoughts there as well. In the meantime, keep fighting for things that are greater than yourselves. God bless you all, and have a great day.